the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Filling in for Arthur Idala today is executive producer of the Arthur Idala Power Hour, Joan Pelzer. Okay, well, I'm not going to drive you crazy today, I promise. This is Joni Pelzer, and we have a very special guest co-host sitting right next to me. Actually, two. One is a detective, Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, how are you? (laughs) And we know now that Alex happens to know our family, Andrea Arrigo, from our Brooklyn office of the Arthur Idola Power Hour. So shout out to Andrea today, Alex. Yes, how you doing, Andrea? (laughs) And we have, I don't know, Arthur always says he doesn't know who's better looking, Chell or Kemper. But today we get the chief of the NYPD Transit, the the chief, T-H-E with a capital, Michael Kemper, to my right, sitting in the studio right next to me. Welcome back to the show, Chief Kemper, as my co-host. Good afternoon, Joan. We're going to have to get Arthur out every Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know what today is. You know what? You're just a little bit better looking than that. A little bit. Just a little bit. I have longer hair. (laughs) And and, and I'm in studio today. You are in studio today. It's really exciting. I get you for the whole entire show. But we have a really exciting show. We're going to do What's the Day in the Life of the Chief of Transit and Alex. And then we're going to also talk to a very special guest. Tell our audience who we're going to speak to today. So today joining yeah, us you. is going to be... Yeah, I'm looking around. I'm not he's used looking to around. He's like, here. he's yeah. not here. Um, we're going to be a uh, special guest. Uh, the newly promoted uh, Deputy Commissioner of Operations for the NYPD, Kaz Daughtry, will be joining us. And we're going to find out what a Deputy con- Commissioner role actually is. Like, what exactly does he do? Because I know he yeah. came on the show with us last year yeah. talking about technology. He was in charge of technology, like yep. the drones. Yep. He's Listen, uh, Commissioner Daughtry is involved in a lot of the ongoings uh, of the NYPD, and it's going to be interesting to talk to him, and we'll have him lay it out what exactly he does. But what I could say with certainty is uh, he works uh, he works very very hard, long hours, and he does work hard. And you do too. So we we're so grateful that we get this inside edition, basically, of what it's like behind the scenes at the NYPD, because you know we see these things, Alex, every day, a New York Post article, a Times article crime or what's going on in new york city and we hear it yes sometimes we hear it as it's breaking news and we'll see the chief or we'll we'll see chief chell on they're talking about different things that are happening live 
But when you read it and see it, it's almost like it happened, and you're not getting the inside scoop. You're getting we're not on the, the scene day like by these, day, like exactly. And, and we Alex. can hear, you know, not only we can hear what's happened, but why it happened and what they did about it. Yep. So we get that inside scoop today. So I'm going to really put you on the on the block today. Do it. Do not it. Not the chopping block, but on the block today. Let's, on, let's the, go. on the pedestal today. So let's start off with what a day in your life kind of looks like. I'm, I'm curious, and that's why we asked Alex to join us, Detective Alex. We asked Alex to join us because he's the one that's kind of in charge of you every day and making sure you get where you need to go and you get home safely every day. So yeah. tell us what, what your day looks like from the get-go. Well, here's what I can say with certainty. No one knows me or what I go through or what my day is like more than Alex, uh, Detective Jomboy, and... Uh, uh, my God, he could probably write a book. He kind of owns me. He knows all the secrets. <laughs> but look, I mean, every day is different for me. I, I, I often say I don't, I don't live a normal life. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure your family's to... very proud of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well you know, I'm fortunate that uh, my kids are uh, a little older. They're out of the house, and my wife is and has always been so supportive of uh, of me and my work and understanding so I'm blessed in so many ways with uh with her support but you know my my day usually starts I wake up naturally at uh, about 4:30 4:45 in the morning I, no uh, alarm no alarm my, my listen I this job is uh it consumes my uh consumes my life and I say that with all sincerity I'm, I'm 24 hours I'm thinking about this job even in my sleep I'm thinking about the job. Uh, if, if I have a, a second to wake up, I'm right to the phone, curious what I missed, and depending on what I see, will dictate whether I go right back to sleep uh, in peace or not. Uh, but uh, I'm picked that's up. A, but that's actually yeah. comforting for us to yeah. know that. I mean, it's it shows your dedication and your passion for this. Oh, absolutely. It's not just a job to you. No, this isn't a job. This is uh, this is my life, um, and I'm here. And to it kind of has to be if, for what you do. Yeah, and I mean, maybe I take it to the extreme a little bit. But, yeah, but uh, you know what? If you didn't, you wouldn't be accomplishing what you're accomplishing. And and you know what? Nobody, I'm sure, nobody does feel bad for me. But if you do feel bad for me, don't. Uh, I'm doing uh, a job that I truly believe in and a job I love, uh, and I, and I love it with all my heart. Uh, but I'm out of the house no later than 6 o'clock in the morning. And this is just a, a routine day because every day is different depending on what's going on. Well, at least you have a uniform you can put on, right? You have I, standards you can put on every day. You yep. don't have to think about your clothing. Well, that's easy, right? Yeah. Uh, no, you know, I don't have a tie issue. I wear a blue tie. When I was in the detective bureau, I, I had the tie issue. Because you had to wear a, a suit. Tie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I get in the car. Listen, I'm on the phone uh, throughout the day uh, all the time. Uh, multiple, multiple times. Uh, all the time I'm on the phone. Uh, checking emails, text messaging, fielding phone calls. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I get into work um, usually uh, uh, a little after 7 in the morning. Do you have to go straight to an office? Yeah, I usually go straight to my office. You do? Yeah. And, uh, in police, one police plaza? So my office uh, my office is in uh, Brooklyn, downtown oh, Brooklyn. Okay, I'm in good. headquarters every day, though. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my my office, the Transit Bureau headquarters, is on uh, Livingston Street in, in uh, downtown Brooklyn. I got to come there. Uh, That's pretty cool. I'm surprised there. you haven't. Been I know there. Arthur and I are going to have to come there. Oh, we, we have we're a whole have to do a field center. trip. And you know, we've been uh, bringing good coffee. The best coffee. I, you know, it's funny you bring up coffee. The first thing I do when I get into work is uh, iced coffee. No coffee at home. 
You no. don't bring it with you in the car. No, iced coffee, and I am uh, a big Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee guy. I, I, you and uh, my father. Shout out to Al Pelzer. My father loves his Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee with a yeah. little bit of, I think it's the vanilla syrup. So here's the coolest part. Like, uh, my team is incredible. I surround myself. I'm blessed. I have the, the most amazing staff and team that really surround uh, surround me. And uh, one of the uh, persons, a guy named Eric uh, DePasquale, he's a lieutenant, and he's got family that own uh, McDonald's. Uh, oh. And he gets me the uh, real McDonald's iced coffee, and uh, I have a sergeant outside that brews it, uh, Ken Tam. Uh, he brews the uh, McDonald's iced coffee, so I have real deal McDonald's iced coffee oh, every wow. morning. Oh, wow. But like, look, I get into work. Obviously, it's all about crime and public safety. You know, right away, I'm updated. I'm briefed on uh, crime. I'm briefed on what's going on, uh, you know, for the day. Okay, wait. So who? So you get Alex picks you up, right? Yeah. yeah. And Alex, what time do you have to wake up to go pick him up? I'm usually up around 4.30, 4.45. So same. Do you text each other in the morning? Only if he's late. Like, once he's like three minutes late to my house, then I start freaking out. Like, what's going on? <laughs> where is this guy? And if my wife was here, she'll say, I'm like, I'm like where is this guy? Is your wife up with you when you're up at this time? Sometimes. Sometimes. But I wake her up. She says I'm very nice. Just to say hello, her. goodbye. Yeah, for well, the day. Goodbye. No, goodbye for the day. No, she's like, shut up and close the lights. I want to go back to bed. She's, she's not goodbye. I love it. I love yeah. it. So, Alex, so you're in charge of picking him up. Now, what if one of you goes on vacay? What happens? Oh, then I'm, uh, I have... Uh, Which is rare, I know. I have a, another guy, Max Gardner, who's awesome. He doesn't live too far from me. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, again, but for the most part, it's either Alex or Max, but for okay. the most part, it's Alex. and. Police Brief. car, private car. I have a, uh, a department car. Department but car. It's, I, was, it's un- I would think it's yeah, an SUV. It's, it's, it's unmarked. Okay. Yeah, it's an unmarked. Uh, it's a nondescript. You wouldn't know it's a police car. Um, but I am. Does listen. Alex drink coffee? Nope. I just drink water. Just water? No That's green it. tea? Nothing? Nope. Nothing. Wow. He's in good shape. I'm John. impressed. And, and you know what? When, sometimes when we're in the car, when we have some downtime, we put the radio on. Or What are you listening to? Is well, it Beastie Boys? Well, Beastie Boys, of course. Or are you be- giving him like a rock music education? We, exactly what we're doing. It so, sounds like Arthur and Luca. <laughs> so I'm 52 years old. So I grew up in the 80s, uh, early 90s. That was my prime. And, uh, you know, songs that are iconic songs to me and bands that are iconic that yeah. I don't just don't understand how people that never heard of them. Wait, tell me one that he doesn't know. Well, listen, t- Alex, tell him. are you kidding? Tell her. I've heard the songs, but I just don't know the, the actual why they were made and everything like that. So okay. I'll give me a hit. What was today? Candle in the Wind, for instance, today. I don't know why. Candle Elton in John, the Wind. Candle in the Wind. Not a rock song. <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it was a song and it's like... In Marilyn my, Monroe. Right. Norma and, Jean. He's talking yeah, about her death yeah. and I would have liked to known you. I says, Alex, you ever hear this song? And now it, he's like, no. Elton John, you didn't hear that song? I, I know popular Elton John songs, but just some of them... I don't know them all. Look, okay. Stevie Nicks. All right, like, we're going like, to have to make fun of him now. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm like, are you out of your mind? You've never heard of Stevie Nicks? Stevie Nicks? Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> what music do you listen to, Alex? It's, it's a problem. It's generally mostly Billy Joel, 70s Okay, all right. All well, at least he doesn't, it's Billy Joel. He went back in time to the 70s. He's trying to be cool. He's got no clue about <laughs> real, legit, iconic uh, you know, music. And it's sad. It's sad on so many levels, oh. and I definitely make fun of him. Uh, so that of happens we're going to have to tease him now. We're openly teasing <laughs> you on the air. For a very serious topic, you know, you always have to make light. We want we want to show the human side, too, because people, you know, see police, especially in the subways, or usually they're only dealing with the police when they have an issue. Yeah. But we want to show, especially on this show, not necessarily only the hard news, but the soft side of it, because you're human beings, too. I'm glad you brought that up, and um, it's so true. Cops are human beings. 
Right. And, you know, they're human, human beings. beings. They're yeah. moms, yeah. their dads, yeah. their brothers, their sisters. Exactly. They have children. Uh, they come to work yeah. really, really with good intentions every day, just trying to help people. Yep. And it just, you know, it really upsets me that I see how some people uh, treat them, how they're demonized, uh, how uh, how people think uh, ill of, of our cops. And if they only knew uh, just just where their minds were, uh, what their motives were, and, and how much they try, uh, th- their opinions would change immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing this 32 years. And uh, again, I'm, I'm still working. I'm still doing this because I love it. And so much of what I love is because of who I'm surrounded with and who mm-hmm. I work with our cops. Really, really good people. Well, that's a good segue for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion with Chief Michael Kemper. And we're going to bring on Kaz Daughtry. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years serves all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My friends have gotten cars there. My whole family has gotten cars there because everyone goes to Bay Ridge Honda because the Sabah family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. This month, they have special deals. President's Day weekend, they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. The brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, the Honda CRV, the Honda Accord and the Passport. They have them all ready for you to drive home today. Low finance rates are available with no payments until spring of 2024. 90 days with no payments. Bay Ridge Honda has the best prices around. Top dollar for your trade-in serving the five boroughs of New York. New vehicles come with their Bay Ridge Plus package for all your service needs. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com you got to go to Michael's in Brooklyn for the greatest Italian meal I think that you will ever have. All the food, the cuisine. I could say I call it cuisine because it is really far and away a spectacular Italian restaurant. Michael's in Brooklyn is 718-998-7851, all made from scratch. The sauce is made right there at Avenue R in Nostrin in Brooklyn, New York. You can go to michaelsofbrooklyn.com. You can join the Sauce of the Month Club. You can get the gnocchi there. It's spectacular. They make it from scratch. And not to mention the pastas. Arrabbiata sauce, the puttanesca sauce, the marinara sauce. You got to go to Michael's of Brooklyn. And then if you see it in your supermarket, and you will around the country, you pick up Michael's of Brooklyn, you're not going to believe how good it is. Michael's of Brooklyn, Avenue R in Nostrand in Brooklyn, New York. Call 718-998-7851. 718-998-7851. Michael's of Brooklyn, serving that community since 1964. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a health care proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or health care proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. 
not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. I have to let this play a lot longer because Chief Michael Kemper, NYPD Transit Chief, is dancing in his seat right next to me. The Beastie Boys, baby. Come on, come on. Your favorite. We got to play it. Alex, do you know this? He's played it for me before in the morning. Okay, okay. You, you it wakes you up in the morning, I bet. It wakes yes. me up. We've been playing the Beastie Boys for probably over a year now, yes. every Thursday. Yep. Nobody knows the Beastie Boys to make, to, to, to make the intro. I want to meet the Beastie okay, Boys. Okay, we're going to do this. Yeah, we're so make anyone it listening that knows them, it's got to get done. Gonna oh, we're going to cut them off. Happen. <laughs> we're going to make that happen. All right, so we are with the chief of NYPD Transit, and we're just we're kind of getting into the woods here and into the leaves and into the grass and finding out what your day is really like. Now, we know there's been a bunch of subway incidents lately, and we've asked you about them. So how do you, when you get to the office or if you get to one police plaza, Alex is driving you. Yep. How do you know when to go somewhere, when not to? <laughs> who notifies you? What's the chain of command for stuff like that? It's 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 different. It's really uh, dictated by uh, what's occurring, uh, where it's occurring, the time, where I am at the time. Um, look, yeah. We, what if we, it's in the middle of the night? It's you're woken phone. Up. Listen, we we you know we have phones, cell phones. You have at least two. Yeah, I have two cell phones. I have a work cell phone and a personal one, but um, I'm available twenty four seven. Um, I have to be available 24-7. I have to pick that phone call up. Mm -hmm. And depending on uh, what's occurring, I always say I am one phone call away from my day stopping and just starting. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, if something were to, God forbid, happen uh, serious, I get that phone call. I'm notified immediately, Mm -hmm. and I have to go. Um, And depending on where I am, I could be home. It could be 3 in the morning. I could be sleeping. I could be at work already. I could be on a way to work, way home. doesn't matter. I am uh, on call 24-7. And I respond. It's very important that I am there. It's very important that I get the information. Uh, It's very important I pass along that information to uh, the chief of department, the uh, police commissioner, the first deputy commissioner. They have a need to know uh, on what's going on and to get there and lead and, uh, you know, direct certain situations and again every situation is different uh and every day is definitely definitely different i'm sure you're not knowing when you wake up in the morning what you're going to deal with or when you're going to bed at night absolutely now how do you get notified so um i have people at work uh in the transit bureau uh we call it the command center in my office that uh 24 7 operation and uh they field phone calls they're listening to the radio they get the phone calls and they know to call me uh there's like a chain of command absolutely like who a, gets notified first yep Yep, so when the transit bureau, when the transit system, if something a very serious were to occur, obviously I'm the first phone call, and then it goes down the ladder to uh, my XOs and, uh, uh, you know, further on down. XOs, also, tell people what an XO is. An executive officer, that's okay. like the number two, or my the, the second in command, I have two executive officers, okay. excellent human beings, Norm Grandstaff and uh, uh, Timmy Scratch, both Shout of them are deputy chiefs. Yeah, great, great people, I'm... I'm uh, 
really, really blessed to have Do them. Do they working. like the Beastie Boys? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> that, that's a, if they don't, uh, they're not good people. We'll, we'll, there you go. We'll, we'll, there we'll, you we'll, go. We'll, we'll, we'll get new ones. We'll get new people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But like love I said, Joan, just, yeah. you know, again, every day is different. My, I don't live a normal life. Uh, and unless you have done what I've done or do what I do, I don't think you could really comprehend. But again, greatest job in the world. Yeah, and it's it's a pleasure to watch you work because you are so passionate about it. And I think you have to be because it is a 24-7 life. It's not a job. It's a lifestyle. 100%. If, if, if you're not living this, um, you're really not going to be successful. And uh, you have to live this job. Uh, I'm a very competitive person. I'm here to win. I'm not here to lose. Do you play lose. sports? I, I played sports growing up. I played baseball. I played. You're not on like an NYPD team? No, 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 no. <laughs> no time for that. Is Alex? Alex, are you on a team? No, I'm not. No? Nope. You're not on the dance team? No, no. I go according to his schedule. <laughs> that looks like fun to me. He tried out team. for the dance team, but he, he, <laughs> wasn't, make he, didn't make, he wasn't good <laughs> well, enough. Because he doesn't know the music. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How can you dance if you don't know the music? They were playing iconic music that everyone knows. He didn't know it. Right, Alex? Alex is quite, our Alex, our Alex Garrett is quite the dancer. I I do throw my He does, he does a lot of hip-hop. And jump around. Yeah, he jumps around. You gotta play that song, Jump Around. I love that song. All right, so that's your day. And then, do you get family time? I do. I try and uh, spend time, as much time as I can, with my family, with my wife. I have uh, four amazing nephews. um, Zuri. Zane, uh, Zachary, um, who am I forgetting? And Zevi. Um, oh, wow. And, uh, I have a Zachary and a Xander cousins. Yeah. Are they their brothers? They're brothers, so and they're amazing. F- they live in uh, Washington, in, uh, well, not outside of Washington, Virginia. They're four boys. The oldest is uh, Zuri. I, I spend as much time as I can with them. They are, do you do a weekly dinner with family? Friday night, we have what we call Shabbat dinner. And what it's we a, call Shabbat, what a lot of people call that. Well, <laughs> it's what we and my family. And, yeah, I uh, love it. I don't know uh, if you... I'm if sure you're not kosher, though, because I've seen you eat I, meat and cheese, correct? Mm, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Am I telling tales on you? No, not okay. at all. I, listen, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great opportunity for us to uh, spend some uh, quality family time. But look, if something were... I think were that's to, so important. I, we used yeah. to do Prince Spaghetti Day and we, when my grandma and grandpa were alive. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's important. It's, and that's, that's what it's all about, family, right? It really is. And I mean, that's why we do what we do. That's why you're protecting this, this town, this city. Yeah. It's all about people. It, it, it sure is. And uh, again, I try and spend as much time uh, as I can with them. And uh, that's it. Just amazing boys. And, and their, uh, their mom, Shirley, is uh, just an amazing human being. She's raising four boys on her own. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. Then yeah. you have to be there for them, and that's, that's important. They need story. to see. They need to see that. They need yeah. to see that that figure that's respected in the community that they can look up to. Yeah, I love it. And they just need a guy around them, Aww. and um, they that's got uh, they got me around them. And Good. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, they uh, uh, they're a handful, but uh, I, I really, really am attached to them. Your smile is like from ear to ear they, with talking about these kids. Zuri, Zevi, following your footsteps. Look, I'm going to say their name again. They're going to hear it. Zuri, Zevi, Zane. And Zachy. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's beautiful. And then, no, Alex, you have kids, too. Yes, I do. I have a daughter, Aria, and a son, Alex. Aw, well, shout out to them, too. It's all, you know, it, NYPD is a big family. All of my family, extended family, are police. You know many of them. Yep. Um, and, Craig you know, Edelman. Shout out to Craig Edelman and the work he's doing. And, you know, it's it's... 
respect I have respect for it. I think everyone should. I, I'm the, the nerdy person that's constantly annoying the police by saying, thank you for your service. Thank you for what you're doing. And they're probably like, all right, all right, here we go again. Some other crazy lady on the street talking to us. And, but I, I can't not do it. Um, no matter what, because even if it's just a smile to make their day, to let them know you are being thought of, we do mm-hmm. respect what you're doing. We're grateful to have you here. I wouldn't want this not to be the case. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, this is this is pretty good. Now, tell us about some. We're going to go the other side. Tell us about some subway crime that's happened and the resolutions. There's been a few in the news lately. A few. And before we bring in the amazing, brand newly promoted Deputy Commissioner of Operations, Kaz Daughtry, I want to hear about what's going on in the transit. So, you know, we spoke last week and, you know, January, we, we uh, uh, said was a challenging month. We were up in crime in January. Never good. Which isn't good. And, you know, a lot of concern and. Uh, our deployment strategy, our deployment plans have uh, have uh, changed. Uh, the police commissioner, Commissioner Caban, has been uh, uh, gracious enough to uh, uh, give uh, more cops into the subway system. Oh, so that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, listen, needed, uh, fantastic. This uh, uh, and it's already paying dividends. So you know, I said January was a challenging month. We were up in crime, and we were. Um, February, knock on wood, I don't want to jinx it. We're you know three plus weeks into the uh, into the month, but. You know, overall crime in the month of February is down. Oh, so that investment of cops is paying dividends. And, and again, our cops, I always tell everyone is listen, our cops are just too good. There's nothing they can't accomplish. They work their butts off. They do, uh, some will say, an impossible job. Uh, very, very challenging job. They're put into very, very tough situations, but they always find a way to step up. Well, what about like the, you know, we talked about fair evasion. We talk about that all the time. Yep. And we talk about recidivism. Yeah. So any updates on that? Yeah, recidivism is still going on. Still happening. Yeah, that's still the not, update. They're still not doing anything about this, are uh, they? Listen, we, here's the good news. The good news is we, we do have very good relationships with our prosecutors, our DAs, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we talk, we work together, and, and uh, again, at the end of the day, it's all about public safety, so. Well, I feel safe being in the subway. There's no way I'm not taking it. Um, you know, everyone I speak to, everyone I, I work with takes the subway. Yep. And that's the way to get around in New York. Alex, you take it, don't you? I do. And uh, I, I have to be a little more mindful because I'm on one leg. I feel like yeah. I have to be more mindful. But you do. I do yeah. love seeing you guys present at all these stations. It does give me some comfort. That's yeah. for sure. And when you're not there, it's almost like, oh, OK, where are they? You want right. them there. You want just a visual it's just a visual helps. I mean, even if you just had one person there and the visual of seeing someone in a uniform makes you feel safer. I, can't, I couldn't have said that better. And, and that's a, a lot of why we're out there. You know, certainly just the mere presence of a uniform cop in the subway system offers so much value. I agree. And like you said, Joan, it's, it's just a sense of security and a sense of safety. It is. It is. And a big hug to the NYPD and especially to the NYPD Transit. Thank you for always saying yes for being on. So oh, we're going to take right. a really quick break. I don't know what music we're going out with. Get ready, Alex, because Detective Alex, you're going to have to deal with this music that you may not know, but we'll deal with it. And when we come back, we're going to bring back Kaz Daughtry. What an honor today. Thank you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix. 
New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier, proudly located on Staten Island, providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey. The Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring, fully insured in New York and New Jersey, and will produce your concrete with the perfect blend of durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Take it from Arthur Idala. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service second to none. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649. Or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is the DeFazio Industries Company. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. I've been talking about the court reporting program at Plaza College for some time now. Well, Plaza College has been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to the first graduating cohort of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students, and 18 successfully completed the program. What an accomplishment. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It's an incredible experience. For additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or their School of Allied Health, email info at plazacollege.edu. Info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. All right. Is this the Beastie Boys, Alex? No. No. <laughs> I should know this by now, but Chief Kemper, was this your request? No, this was not my request. This was our special guest request. And this is special for our guest. So why don't you introduce our guest? So uh, we, we are uh, blessed to have the new, uh, newly promoted uh, Deputy Commissioner of Operations for the NYPD, Kaz Daughtry. So Kaz, thank you for joining us. Welcome back to the Arthur I. Dollar Power Hour. Listen, I, I feel so special that I was I was invited back a second time. I must have been really good the first time. Amazing. You were. You were really good the first time. And <laughs> Arthur was jealous that he wasn't here, and I got you again. Yep. Crowd uh, favorite. Uh, Arthur, uh, Arthur, I hope you're listening. Um, I would love to go on your show, too, Arthur, okay? Please don't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely have to get you on again and again and again now, especially in your new position. Can you tell us a little bit about what the Deputy Commissioner of Operations role means and what it yep. what it is on a daily basis for you? Yeah, so the Deputy Commissioner of Operations, you know, I monitor ongoing critical situations citywide, right, you know, Anything newsworthy, such as an officer-involved shooting, any major demonstrations, which a lot of the times I'm also present at. I'm also responsible for keeping our department looking uh, uh, forward, especially when it comes to our technology, such as drones. I also liaison with the City Hall administration, you know, any commissioner at City Hall. You know, and I also have all the operational bureaus that fall directly under the Chief of Department's office, the Operations Center, 
the chief of patrol's office, chief of transit, detective bureau. I mean, I could just we we could be here for hours. <laughs> I love I love hearing it, but we like knowing what really it is behind the scenes. So, can you give us an idea of what a day in your life looks like and how okay, is it so, different from before or is, I mean, look, we know from Chief Kemper giving us a day in his life that you all are passionate and that this is a 24/7 365 plus job for all of you but what does your day look like on a normal so, basis and, and you know what and thank you for the question a day in Taz Daughtry life starts at six o'clock in the morning oh, not where I read I <laughs> listen sometimes sometimes and I'm sure Mike Chief Kemper you can attest to this I have woken you up at six o'clock and Mike was already awake but six, six o'clock is, is too late sometimes Commissioner Dorchie's being too kind he, this guy wakes me up at 3.30 in the morning four in the morning with, with, with no concern but that's what we do <laughs> but let, Mike we're talking about my, my life now so um, my, my life starts at six o'clock in the morning where I read where I read all the reports all the significant reports that happen from Let's say when I go to bed between 11 and uh, about 5.30 in the morning, right? Wow. After that, at 7 o'clock in the morning, I got to get my two kids up. My five, my well, now my new six-year-old, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. Congrats on a, on a six-year-old. Wow. Yes, six-year-old. And then I got to get my nine-year-old. I only can imagine how I was going to be trying to wake her up at 7 o'clock in the morning when it's time for school, when she turns 16 or 17. Oh. So I'm getting them ready for school because that's my responsibility as a dad in the morning is to, you know, I take care of the stuff in the morning, you know, getting them ready for school, making them breakfast. While this, my iPad is on the kitchen counter, still reading the uh, the the significant reports from the previous night, uh, from the night of, and then around seven thirty, I get the chief of department, Chief John Shell, Chief of Patrol, and the first deputy commissioner and the police commissioner, and we go over the incidents that they need to be abreast of of any critical incidents that happened tonight while I'm brushing a six-year-old's teeth and telling a nine-year-old still to get dressed after I told her four or five times already <laughs> since seven o'clock in the morning. I bet you it's easier so, to deal with the police than it is the kids. That, well, that hands down is 100% true. That is, <laughs> that's a, that is a factual statement. And then I'll get on another call again after, because sometimes I may have missed something and I got to let the chief of the department know as I'm waiting at the bus stop for the bus to come to pick up the kids as they go to school. Then from there, we start our, our morning brief with the detective bureau, and we go over uh, any critical incidents or critical cases that the chief of the department needs to know. I get briefed, then I brief the chief of the department, and I, and listen, the chief of the department, the first deputy commissioner, and our, um, uh, 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 our police commissioner are always kept in a loop because we are constantly on the phone 24-7, and when I tell you that Police Commissioner Caban has his finger on the pulse in this department, that is a factual statement because I, I definitely speak to him multiple times a day. Let me jump in here, Kaz, and, and I think a lot of people probably have a misconception that uh, us and the Police Commissioner, the first step, the Chief of Department, we, uh, uh, we go into work, we put our feet up on the desk, and we just hang out all day, and that could be nothing further from the truth. I'm telling you right now, these jobs are 24-7, demanding uh, the need to know what's going on in New York City is not only critically important but it's 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 expected that we all know what's going on uh, literally in real time and you know it's it's kind of interesting it's an amazing job where we uh, 
you know, we, we go our separate ways and then we all meet up collectively as an executive court. Today we all met up a couple of times in headquarters and then we go our separate ways. Mm-hmm. But the information sharing and the, the work relationship uh, is uh, very, very strong. And it, it's demanding jobs, but the most amazing jobs in the world. I'm not complaining. No, it's a beautiful thing to see the human side of this. And this is what part of what we wanted to talk about today. So, all right. Deputy Commissioner. Do I just call you Commissioner? Is it pro- more proper to say Commissioner or Deputy Commissioner? Well, you know, let me go over some of the... Uh, I would like you to call me Kaz. Oh, I, I can't like do that. That's not respectful to me. I don't like me. to be called Deputy Commissioner. I just like to be called Kaz. That's what my mom gave me. And that's what <laughs> I tell everybody that I encounter in the street, whether it be an officer, civilian. I would say, please call me Kaz. Oh, that's very sweet. But I can't do that because that's not respectful. That's I grew up where you had to properly address people, and I, I want to do that. I think it's it just shows my respect for you, and I'm grateful for the work that you all are doing and the communication that you all have. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit to technology. And I know you used to be in charge of the technology, and you're st- it's still under your command. So can you talk to us a little bit about, about the technology that's used in the NYPD? Yes, it is still under me and i still and i I, i'm a big techie mayor adams is a big techie and you know i've have said this plenty of times the nypd is best at what we do we are always on the cutting edge of technology currently we are monitoring you know we use our technology to monitor large-scale protests during critical incidents and this 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 technology is going to be the future about public safety And and i know that you have probably heard or read about the technology that I'm looking to implement and deploy for the summer to keep beachgoers safe, right? Yes, yes, I did. No, you heard that. I heard about it. It was in the news. It was something was mentioned in the news about um, to keep people from drowning. Yeah. 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 No, so, and I I know the mayor had mentioned this last Tuesday on his off topics, right? So I recently, I did a video in my office where I was controlling drones from my office at one police plaza on the 13th floor on top of the 4-7 precinct. Wow. Tell, tell me that's not cool. That is pretty cool. Wow. Using a drone for something good like that. Just think about like what he's saying and, and, and think about... Like where you can see something happening live. Just think about the advances in technology, where we are right now in 2024. Think about where we were 10, 15, 20 years ago and where the heck are we going to be in 20 years right. from now? Yeah. Well, and you would think it would deter people from crime. Do you see that it's helping deter crime? Well, well we, we, we ha- we're not at that stage yet where the drones will be responding to 911 calls. We are, we are still in our infancy stages. We're, we are just practicing the remote capabilities because ultimately, ultimately what I want done is I want a drone in the back of every, uh, every police car that's just uh, assigned to each precinct. Let's okay. say, for example, patrol officer Mike Kemper works in the one two one precinct. I want to call him on the radio and say, you know, one one two one Adam, the patrol car's name. Go to this one two three Main Street. Open your trunk. Take out the drone. Put it on the floor. And I want the remote pilots to control that from one PP. Wow, and that's almost like finished, an advanced version of body cams. Correct. So can you imagine? Let's let's imagine this, right? Let's imagine this. I think we got a minute left. Okay, let's imagine this scenario. It is raining outside. Our aviation support is down. Chief uh, Chief Kemper will should be, let's call him Officer Kemper for, you know, just for um, the, the, the scenario. 
he goes to one two one two three Main Street, opens his trunk, and he can put the drone on the floor, and I can control it in a, uh, from one police plaza, the the, the pilot, that and can cool. look in the back with the infrared yeah. to look for a search for a suspect that we're looking for. Well, then you you help save the police officer from being potentially let, in harm's let way. Let me give you an example in the subway system with drone technology. You know, we're, we're exploring, and this is the future, the very near future, of using drones to do uh, tunnel searches. So if a perpetrator runs into a tunnel, oh or gosh, if there's yes. a job in the middle of a tunnel in a subway system, instead of s- sending in cops, human Which beings... Which could get hurt, no could, matter what, exactly. from a train or from it's the It's a safety issue. We could send in drones that have the capability to fly into a tunnel. Uh, you know, take pictures in real time and report to us what's going on in that tunnel. So, wow. again, you talk about, like, cool stuff. This is, that uh, is pretty cool and stuff. And this is what Kaz is, uh, Commissioner Daughtry, this is what he's, uh, what he's overseeing, and this is what he's trying to accomplish. It's, it's really, really cool stuff. Wow. Okay. Wait, we're going to... I want you to stay with us. Would you agree to stay with us for the next segment? I, I'm, I'm going to agree. All right. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. I don't know what music Alex has planned for you, but we're taking a quick break. And when we come back, Deputy Commissioner Kaz Daughtry... Fargo, the new virtual assistant from Wells Fargo, makes banking faster and easier. Like this. Fargo, what's my checking account routing number? And this. Fargo, uh, turn off my debit card. And this. Fargo, what did I spend on groceries last month? And that's just the beginning. Do you, Fargo? You can in the Wells Fargo mobile app. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash getfargo. Terms and conditions apply. Your mobile carrier's availability and message and data rates may apply. Wells Fargo Bank and a member of DIC. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years serves all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My friends have gotten cars there. My whole family has gotten cars there because everyone goes to Bay Ridge Honda because the Sabah family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. This month, they have special deals. President's Day weekend, they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. The brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, the Honda CRV, the Honda Accord and the Passport. They have them all ready for you to drive home today. Low finance rates are available with no payments until spring of 2024. 90 days with no payments. Bay Ridge Honda has the best prices around. Top dollar for your trade-in. Serving the five boroughs of New York. New vehicles come with their Bay Ridge Plus package for all your service needs. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com Well, we had to play this. This is a favorite of our NYPD Chief of Transit, Michael Kemper. I hope that it's Deputy Commissioner Kaz Daughtry's, one of his favorite as well. Let's see. Is it? It is, because I spent the my, majority of my whole career in Brooklyn. All right, you know. so you don't sleep until you get home to Brooklyn. There you go. <laughs> Perfectly fitting. <laughs> unless, unless, you're, unless you're taking naps along the way, because we do know you guys have a 24-7 job. So, you know, we make light of it. We want to show the human side and the fact that police are human beings living a life on a daily basis. But, you know, there's all sorts of things that come into play on your daily basis. But first of all, let's remind folks that you were just promoted to Deputy Commissioner of Operations. And congratulations on that. Well deserved. And we Thank got you. to hear about a day in your life. We got to hear about some technology. I want to, you know, it's 
it's nice out today. So luckily, we're thinking about nice weather. And Arthur, being in Florida, is definitely in the water and thinking about nice weather. So we know, and you mentioned briefly in our last segment that you had some things going on to help folks at the beach. And I'm sure we'll hear more about this as the year goes on and people start going to the beach. But can you give us a little bit of an update? Um, you know, Chief Kemper is quite white and pasty, and I think he needs a day at the beach. And he may want to go swimming in the rock. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, if I'm at the beach in the water and, and I have to see a drone over me, that's <laughs> no good. So can you tell us, um, Deputy Commissioner, a little bit more about that technology used at the beach? Yep. So last year, as everybody remember, we had New Yorker, one of our swimmers, our beachgoers, get bit by a shark. I think the last time a person was bit by the shark in the city was around the mid-1950s, if I, if I remember correctly. Wow, that's a long so time. What we, what we did in response to that, if you remember, our beaches were closed for a little while. Yes, I so do. So we paired yeah. up our, tac, uh, our Tyro team, Technical Assistance Response Unit. We paired them up with lifeguards, and they were helping patrol the beach. And I did read some reports saying that we did not spot any sharks, and that is false because we did locate uh, a couple of sharks. And the uh, and Coney Island and Reese and uh, Reese Beach. Uh, what so? What does it look like this year? What my what my vision is and what the police commissioner's vision is for how we're going to keep beachgoers safe. This uh, I think the beach is open Memorial Day. We're going to have our Taru teams, Coney Island. I think we're going to start first. They're going to be paired up and married up with a lifeguard. We're going to use our drones. They they will have a payload on the drone. They're going to be patrolling the waters up and down, looking for any type of anomalies in the water. And if they see a beachgoer or a swimmer that looks like he may be caught in a riptide, they will immediately deploy what's called a rust tube. Once this tube touches the water, it immediately opens up to a flotation device. Wow. Right? That's unbelievable, right? That is believable. Yep. It takes about four seconds for it to fully to fully open up to a, a flotation device. And I want you and I want everybody that's listening to your listeners, your viewers uh, viewers and listeners to just to just to think about this for a second. When people panic, they go into the fight or flight mode, they start panicking, they they're struggling to stay above water, they're drowning. Can you imagine the drone dropping this device, opening it up to a, a flotation device in four seconds, and then using our public address system, our PA system that'll be mounted on top of the drone saying, listen, you are caught in a riptide. We need you to swim diagonally out of the riptide. Do not worry. Our lifeguards are on the way. Basically, this person is not alone. That's, mm. that's, that's the element that I want people to understand That's when good you're having emergency in the water the drone is right there our drone operator is communicating with you giving you some advice because when we panic we forget what to do yeah we do and then when you and then when you come back to when you come back to shore and you monday morning quarterback yourself mm -hmm. and you would say only if I would remember, I remember if I get caught in a riptide, if I, I can swim diagonally out of that riptide. So you know what's interesting? I, I, I think a lot of people, when they hear the drones, they get concerned, and they're the conspiracy theorists, they're spying on us. Yeah. You know, the drone technology is, and, and Kaz, you, you certainly know better than I do in this area, uh, but the best way to describe it is it's, it's certainly a crime-fighting tool, uh, but it's also, you know, 
much larger than that. It's 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 a tool that could help save people's like lives, a, like an examples like this. Health and, and safety, yeah. Yeah, and, and again, if we were talking about, I said this before, I say it again because it's just mind-boggling. If we we if we had this conversation back when we were in high school, you would say you're out of your mind. That's like a science fiction movie. Exactly. Yet, yet here we are, and 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 you know, Kaz and his team are explore is uh, are exploring this. And uh, listen, this is all uh, positive. I mean, I mean, Chief, Chief Kemper, let's talk about. We spoke about the beach. Let's talk about transit, where we're using the drones to catch subway surface. Yeah, yeah again. How many times have you spoke to your officers, and yeah. and the parents are inside of the transit district and saying, yeah. "Nope, my son's an angel. He would never do anything like that." And when they show the video to mom and dad, yeah. what are the reactions they get? Yeah. You know, Johnny and, and uh, tells mom, I didn't do nothing. The police are saying, you know, it's surprising. You know, uh, I'm doing this a long time, right? And uh, I've never heard one people, one person ever admit to doing anything. It's uh, it's almost like a joke. Until they're caught. You hear the death sergeant, hey, what are you here for? I didn't, do, the police said I did this, so I didn't do nothing. Yeah. So Now you, know, you have the proof. So now, you, you know, we have video of uh, Johnny mm -hmm. uh, subway surfing with his friends. I mean, really putting him himself in a deadly position mm -hmm. and... When he tells mom and dad, uh, you know, I wasn't doing nothing, and we, we have immediate access to video to show them, it's really, really powerful stuff. Wow. Very All right. powerful. Let's switch gears a little from technology, because there's been a lot of protests lately, and I know I saw a lot in the news about protesters not allowed to be in the street blocking traffic. Is this something you can talk about? Yes. So let's talk about protests, right? Since October 7th, I believe there's been 700, a little less than seven, about 740 uh, pro-Palestine, Israel-related demonstrations, right? Let's talk about how many participants have been present at these protesters. This agency has kept a little less than 200 participants, around eight, 187,000 people have been participating in these protests throughout our city since October 7th. Here's another fun fact numbers. There's been 1,259 total arrests since October 7th protests. Yeah, you know what, I, I think, that uh, Commissioner Daughtry, I, I think that's important people here because a lot of criticism that we get often is that we're just allowing this to happen when that's not really the case. And, you know, you know Commissioner Daughtry is giving you data right now to really, really dispel that. But, you know, m maybe you want to touch on um our position oh, let's talk about the arrests. yeah let's like, talk about the exactly let's talk about the arrests we got 1259 arrests 11 of those are felonies 113 are misdemeanor arrests 1135 are violations basically see some instances for blocking pedestrian traffic and listen this department's position is very clear when it comes to protecting the rights of new yorkers or wherever you are from your First Amendment right to protest. Mm -hmm. And I have said this plenty of times. You can look at my Twitter. I have said this plenty of times. If you block any major artery, bridges, tunnels, highways, we're going to put you in jail. It's not a peaceful protest. Well, and you it's also not fair to everyone else. Well, I was just about to get to that. That is not fair to the person sitting in traffic that's had a long day at work. Five o'clock in the afternoon, they want, I mean, they want to go home five o'clock in the evening. Guess what? They're sitting in traffic because we got a bunch of people decide that they want to stand in the middle of the street. And what about medical emergencies? I mean, you could go, someone yeah. has to get to the hospital. It's hard enough in New York City to get around someone without has to go blocking for a, streets. A, a treatment somewhere and they're, and they're sitting because people want to take over a highway or a bridge. 
and in this department is we are going to be firm but fair but however when you decide to take over and hijack out the Brooklyn Bridge the Williamsburg Bridge the Manhattan Bridge the Lincoln Tunnel the Holland Tunnel you're going to be met by our officers you're going to have the full weight of this uh, our police commissioner Cabanes police department on you and we're going to do our job and we're going to take you to jail for blocking for, 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 for blocking the bridges and tunnels and inconveniencing the New Yorkers that got to sit there and, and deal with this. It's not fair to them. Thank you for saying that because you know what? I am all for people's rights to do things but it also, you have to have rights as the person not doing it and just trying to live your life and go about your daily business. So thank and, you for and, saying that. And, and, and no problem. And also it should be noted that and it should be heard, and your listeners should know that our officers are getting us attacked, assaulted at these protests, these protest events. Last Saturday, we had three officers hit in the head Crazy. with a bottle, a bottle. And we will, we, we, our detectives are on the scene pulling video, they're pulling cameras, and I promise you, we will find those individuals and we will bring them to jail. You're not going to throw a bottle. And run away from uh, a run away after you throw your bottle and try to avoid the, uh, detention and capture. We will find you. We will bring you to justice. You're not going to walk around the city, like you know, thinking after you just threw a bottle at a cop. Can't do what you want just because you think you can. The days that the lawlessness that are happening at some of these protests we're not going to tolerate anymore. Oh my gosh, thank we're, you Deputy Commissioner Kaz Daughtry, thank you for saying that and thank you for protecting New Yorkers t- so that they can live their lives on a daily basis. We really appreciate that. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Would you promise me you'll come on again? Uh, Chief Kemp is not going to be there. Okay, well make sure you <laughs> get your his, own show. He wants his own show. Look at you this get guy. get your own show. Look I promise you're going to get your own show. Stepping in. All right, well this has been an amazing and enlightening show with both my my co-host sitting next to me, Chief of Transit Michael Kemper, with Alex sitting across from me, Detective Alex, and with the amazingly newly promoted Deputy Commissioner of Operations, Mr. Kaz Daughtry. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Kaz, thanks, my man. We'll talk. Thank we are. Have a good one. Thank you. And Chief, how, how, did you have fun? I had so much Co-hosting fun. Co-hosting with D- me? Don't tell Arthur, but I had more fun today than I've had. Don't tell. Okay, shh, shh. Don't tell. Don't tell. <laughs> and thank you to Alex Garrett behind the, the desk with us. And guess what? Next week, thank you, NYPD. We are going to have a nice surprise guest. We're going to have the police commissioner. Yes, Come on. Yes, you are. On the show on Wednesday. So you guys are in for a real treat. We're going to get every aspect of the police department. So thank you for letting me host this week. And um, Arthur will be back Monday, but I'll be with him. Joan, thank you. And Arthur, <laughs> enjoy your vacation. Well deserved. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.